Welcome to what is officially episode 8 of the Wet Bandits podcast. I'll have regular co-host Sam on here in a couple of minutes with our guest Kevin Brennan from The Fair Weathered. Guys, this is going to be the start of the final three episodes of season one of the Wet Bandits podcast. We are going to do a series with Kevin on Oasis's Oasis? Oasis's 90s releases. So we're going to start episode eight today. We're going to talk about definitely maybe uh, episode nine next week. We're going to talk about what's the story morning glory. And then we're going to wrap up season one with episode 10 and be here now. And then we'll finish episode 10 with a little bit of discussion about the three albums and how they stack up against one another. Really quickly before we get into that, though, I wanted to kind of explain and most podcasts don't have seasons to my knowledge. I know some do, but a lot of them just run forever and that, you know, we don't have sweeps here. So there, there's no real benefit to having seasons other than uh, we, we knew that this was going to be sort of a trial run and we wanted to make sure that we're putting out a good product. And I, and I think from what people are saying, they enjoy it for the most part, but certainly there's things we want to add and things we want to do better. We want to have more uh, live clips from our shows and from uh, some from some new stuff that we're putting together. Um, we want to have uh, video. We want to have live video of the podcast as we as we record them. We want to be able to put them on different platforms. And these are things that all take time. And yeah, we 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 have time, um, but not enough time to keep up with our busy gig schedule and at the same time, get the podcast out on time every week. So we're probably going to take a little break, get a little backlog going, really work on making this a premium product, uh, at least we hope so, and uh, keeping this going for a long time afterwards. This is not this is not in any way, shape, or form sort of a, a sign of bad things to come for the podcast, for those of you who enjoy it. It's it's going to keep going. We just want to make it a little better, um, and, and we need a little time to, to do that. And this is not us complaining. This is not a sob story. We are very happy to be as busy as we are with our gig schedules. This summer is going to be probably the busiest we've ever had, just like every summer has been over the last five years. But because of that, we're gonna we're gonna step back for a second and try to we're gonna keep recording during this break. We just won't release because it's really hard to be um, tethered to that deadline, I guess. So that's what's going on. Without further ado, we're gonna get right into episode eight, and we're gonna head into Sam's house, his apartment, live in the college life still, and uh, get started with our uh, discussion of definitely maybe from Oasis. Well, I have Sam, co-host Sam here. What up? And Kevin Brennan Hello. from The Fair Weather here to talk about all three Oasis albums in a mega episode that I'm splitting, I'm going to split up into three. So we're really getting a lot done here. So we can just, like, as, as I said, we can just kind of roll right into it. Um, this was Kevin's suggestion. Um, uh, yeah. So... He, he's probably the most knowledgeable, and we really put it on Sam. Like, we gave him about four days' notice, and he was at a country concert for three of them. So he had no time to prepare. It's a bit of a 180. And, and, you know, it's like preparing for this. I like to listen to the albums a lot. And sure, you can put in, it takes maybe an hour to listen to Definitely, maybe, and an hour to listen to What's the Story, Morning Glory, and then you need to block four days to listen to Be Here Now. It's like the longest album ever. So... It was hard. It was difficult to prepare. 
but we have our songs ready. But if you have, I don't know if you have anything you want to kick off definitely maybe with, any Oasis sort of um, story or, hmm. or what, or how um, you got into it? I guess how I, I got into Oasis kind of late in the game. Um, I didn't even know, I didn't even hear Wonderwall, the song, until I was like 15 or 16. So it was weird. I don't know how old you are. How I'm what, I'll be 30 in August. Okay. So I'm, Okay. I feel, I'm starting to feel old. No, I don't say it. <laughs> Older. Um, so, yeah, and like obviously I'd, I've been playing music for seven years at that point. Mm -hmm. um, so it was, it was a little weird and it was, it was I forget, I think it was called Don't Believe the Truth. It was like 2006 or seven. And then, so then I had to learn the history and, and backtracked. And then yeah. once I heard Wonderwall, it's like, Oh, I think I've heard this song. They sing this. And sure. And obviously that opened up Pandora's box very uh -huh. quickly. Um, so yeah, and then I was hooked. I kind of listened to everything and then became a, became a bit of a snob pretty quick about it. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I think they're great. I just wish they didn't hate each other. Yeah. So they'd still be playing today. Uh-huh. Um, they certainly, I mean, those first three albums were great, so it's, I'm excited to talk about them. Yeah. I should. I guess we better say something about the current situation. We're recording in Sam's home studio, and we might have a police officer visit later, so we'll try to bring him on. <laughs> Hopefully he's good-humored about it. Yeah, if he's not, yeah. there'll just be a hard stop, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, then we'll resume after he leaves. So I got it. Sam, do you have any Oasis experience outside of the Wet Bandits? No. Not okay, really just that's wonderful. okay. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, and don't look back in anger, because it's on our set. Yeah, right. And Champagne Su our bastardized version of Sam Champagne yeah, Super yeah. Nova, which, back in like yeah. the second year. Right, not our fault. It was something we were asked to play on the fly. So my experience with with definitely maybe an Oasis specific, I, my first two bands, my high school band and my college band were fronted by huge Oasis fans. Like that was their biggest thing and that was really the kind of the only similarity between those two they both kind of sang like Liam even and this is I don't mean to I hope neither of them would be insulted by this but they when we were you know going through high school and college both bands people would approach us and kind of say like you guys would be really good if your singer sounded different. Which is, the, but both of them were like so charismatic. It's like the people that are saying that don't get it. No, nope. like right. they they can carry a tune and they have a unique uh -huh. voice. So you know, it was one of those things where you just kind of blow those people off. But you know, Liam Gallagher is kind of the same way. He doesn't have like a beautiful singing voice. But um, anyway, both those bands, the my high school and college band, loved or the frontman loved Oasis, and so a lot of the stuff we did sounded kind of like Oasis, and we covered a lot of Oasis songs. And the singer in my high school band, his name was Alex, so I can stop referring to him as the guy in the high school band. <laughs> that dude that Alex, liked Oasis. Alex lo uh, clearly loved Oasis so much, and he introduced the band to Definitely Maybe, and Definitely Maybe went platinum in the U.S., but never got higher than like 50 on the Billboard chart. So it wasn't like a huge hit. And it's not like everyone at high, in high school knew that album. It was more they were familiar with Wonderwall. We knew some of those songs from Definitely Maybe, and I was kind of lukewarm on it. Yeah. But I had What's the Story Morning Glory, which is the one with Wonderwall on it, and that one 
a lot of people my age, because I'm the oldest one here, a lot of people my age say that's the best album of their life. I'm not in that camp, but it's good. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Be Here Now is good. But we're talking about definitely maybe first. So I, I guess since we don't have much else to talk about and we don't want this thing to run for hours and hours, we should just get right into the songs. And I think the songs, talking about the songs will get us into a little bit more like meat about the band and whatnot. So um, Sam, since, you're, <laughs> since you, were, you had the hardest, most difficult task, why don't you go first and we'll give you the opportunity to say, you know what, I'm changing something too. We've been Whoa. Called, oh yeah, yeah. It's hard turn. Yeah. We have been calling every time I've been introducing the songs. We've been saying favorite song, least favorite song, and hidden gem. We're changing it to best, worst, and hidden gem because then it sounds like we need to argue about something. Oh, yeah. So Sam, what's the best? Definitely, maybe song. Uh, mine was supersonic. <laughs> Do you remember covering that once? We covered it at oh, the really? Pickerington Summer Concert Series when jo when Josh had a sub. We had Kyle Lewis, and there it is. I need that. Oh, this. Yep. You need a pen? Uh, no, I shouldn't. Well, here it is anyway. And we're running. <laughs> Hello. How are you? Good. I'm gonna put my inside, but I got some friends in there. Gotcha. Yep. So uh, let's go. What? We wanted him to join us. Yeah, I don't know if he looked like, could hear that. He looked like an Oasis fan. <laughs> we had a look to him. I would invite you inside, but I have some friends. That's our goal, is to get this guy in here. Maybe maybe what Sam's planning is sort of like an af like warm up to it. Mm, and then by maybe, the way, can you stop in for it? Talk prime, prime the pump a bit. Yeah, so but how do you feel about Oasis? I feel like we've gotten to know each other here, and this it's not an interrogation. At this point, the conversation takes a decidedly less interesting turn, and we're going to leave that out for now. So uh, we'll come back in here once Sam's finished talking to the police officer and get back to the definitely maybe discussion. Let's go back to it. Okay, that was a long talk, Sam. I don't know if we can leave that all in the episode. We'll just cut and paste it till the end. Highlights. Have yeah. you guys had a white claw? The blue Dude, that's so funny. You got them? No, but I brought a, a Henry's, which is the same very thing. Yeah. Looks very similar. So I'm going to try one because I you were telling me. the shit out of those things at Country Concert. Hey, you said that at Country Concert your hair smelled like beer. Yeah. Is that because like, your sweat smelled like beer or no. you were like bathed in beer? I would lay on the ground and people would just pour beer in my mouth. 
I wow. would stand there I've with beer and go like this. rowdy. Wow. And I... And you just loved it. Were you the king of Dude, country concerts? What do you think? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who was the... Who headlined? I was the rock star at country concert. Yeah. I play drums. I do. Did you get on stage with anybody? It always helps. Huh? Tony Keith. Kobe. <laughs> he picks you out. He's like, this guy plays drums. Did you play... Uh, um, damn it. I, I was know. trying to think of that Red, White, and Blue song. Oh, the Courtesy of Put a boot in your ass to see American white. Dude, I like Toby Keith. We cover. We used to cover, and I wish we still did. We did. I've got friends in both places. Yeah. Uh, my guys just hate doing country stuff. I don't blame them because it drags. In our stuff's very up tempo, classic rock stuff. But mm. like, you get the right audience. Yes. And Ohio has a country. Dude, there's yeah. always a yes. country following. Yes. I I will not. I don't understand. And like we're guilty of this too. There are some songs that are cannot miss. Mm -hmm. That it's like, if they can't miss, why don't you want to do it? Yeah. yeah. You know? If they make chicks show their boobies, why, right. would, why wouldn't you want to do right. it? Right. America. I, I think, I don't know if maybe they don't believe, like, if I suggest that to, say, Jeff, Jeff wouldn't care, but that's yeah. why I'm using Jeff as an example. But if I was like, Jeff, you want to do Friends in Little Places? And he was like, no, that song sucks. It... Does he think it wouldn't yeah. be a hit? That's he, a, he would play people. Ah, right. Or like Wagon Wheel. Like Wagon Is Wheel. Is that 90s? No. Oh. Wagon Wheel? Actually, they request the, this. Is it? This private no. no. This like private party friends. that we're playing, they requested that we play it. And I was like, no. Nah. Can't do it. Gotta Bob Dylan. Brand. Bob Dylan originally wrote it in like the 70s. Like the lyrics, I think. Friends? No, uh. Wagon Wagon wheel. Wheel. And then 90s. Old Crow Medicine Show. I've got friends, you guys. I'm pretty sure that's a 90s song. It is. You guys could do that. Mm -hmm. Dude, we should totally do that. It goes over real well. Are you serious? I know, yeah. Dude, this one would we do go a little over breakdown. Well. We did a little breakdown at the end. Like, it's yeah. in the course. I, um, I, wouldn't, I haven't suggested it, and I wouldn't, because it probably wouldn't go over as well, but, like, Thunder Rolls... Oh just my a sweet god, song. that song is bad. I know, what if we do Thunder Rolls? Dude, that's sweet. Because we can Thunder make it like... Rolls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good, I'm glad I said it out loud. Alright, we need to get back to this. We're already like almost a half hour in. And we don't even know what Kevin's favorite song... Or no, Kevin says the best song is. You said Refresher. You said Supersonic. Alright. That's my second favorite. It's my second um, favorite too. It's got the attitude. I I have to go with Live Forever. Did you ever feel the pain in the morning rain? As it soaks you to the bone. Or maybe I just wanna fly, wanna live, but don't wanna die. Maybe I just wanna breathe. Maybe I just don't believe. Maybe all the same as me. We see things I'll never see. I'm pretty sure it's my favorite Oasis song. Wow! No, that's oh, after I heard Wonderwall, Don't Look Back, and mm -hmm. the whole deal. Um, I think it just kind of cap. I mean, Liam sounds great singing it, right? Mm -hmm. And then bitchin' guitar solo. Yeah. Very s simple chord progression, but just hook. It hooks the whole time. 
Um, and there's really no differentiation between like the verse or the course. Mm -hmm. You know, I think they just repeat. Like I'm pretty sure they just repeat the first verse and the first course. Yeah. So like it's it's it, it's constructed completely unorthodox. But for some reason, when I heard that, that like that was the first song I had to learn. Yeah. And and it's kind of stuck with me since. Mm -hmm. That was I think that's the most famous one. Yeah. From the, I think if people know one from the that album, it would be that one. I struggled mightily with this one. I think that. Like four of them, like mo the singles really, I think, separate themselves from me on mm -hmm. this one. In the end, I think Slide Away is my favorite. Slide Away was my favorite because Supersonic was in the running, Cigarettes and Alcohol was in the running. Nice. Oh yeah. What changed? What I listened to Slide Away and tried to think, or I listened to all of them and tried to think, which of these would it be? Assuming the crowd was engaged, like because obviously that's a caveat. You know, Live Forever is more famous. Maybe people wouldn't even know Slide Away, but assuming the crowd was engaged, what would be the most fun to play? And Slide Away is really cool. Mm -hmm. That like baseline, it's how it like uh, do 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 like it just it's similar to Live Forever, kind of like you were saying, like it's hooky, but Slide Away revolves around the bass moving just a little bit, mm -hmm. and I don't know, it's a, it's just a cool song. All those songs are cool though. That was just you know for splitting hairs, I think Slide yeah. Away is the one that I would want to play live the most. Uh, my second favorite was Cigarettes and Alcohol. It's a cool song too. Yeah, yeah, and it's kind of like. For some reason, oh, besides, people don't know Slide Away is, I don't think they know it's a single. Right. And Noel and, and Liam both said that that's the one song they wish they'd played out live live more. Really? Because they think they they, they respected it. Mm -hmm. um, and they, for whatever reason, that, that's just a comment they had, but cigarettes and alcohol is kind of like forgotten. It's kind of almost like a sibling to rock and roll star, but I, yeah. I like how it's a bit more bluesy to mm -hmm. begin with. It's a bit slower. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had Slide Away as my good gem, but... Yeah, you're gonna have to think about that I know, by the time think, we get I'm around to it. it up now. Sam, what's the worst? Do you have a worst? I don't have a worst, man. That's a... we won't put your feet to the fire for that one. Yeah. You like them all. There's nothing like wrong with that. I like them all. Damn, I like them all, man. <laughs> I like them all. <laughs> what's, what's, what do you think's the worst, Kevin? Up in the sky. So it, follow, it, it follows Rock and Roll Star, which opens Shaker Maker and Live Forever, and then you get up in the sky, 
and it's it's very repetitive. It's built it on is. that one riff. Which I love that riff. I love the I love riff. the riff and I love the guitar sound on but it. But they too. just don't do the, the the vocal pattern to me doesn't they don't really accentuate it that much and it, it feels it does feel a bit like filler. Yeah. Um, whereas I think like from Columbia on it's tough for like I think all those songs are great. Like yeah. it's, re it's really the only one that I got stuck on. Yeah. I was like, mm, I can skip that. Yeah. Um I was stuck on this one just with two. I know it's cheating to say two, but since Sam didn't say one, I'm gonna say two. Married with children to me is like I get it, it's different. And it's sort of I guess you could call it pretty, but that lead part that Noel's doing is just like yeah, the bendies. It's just it's it literally sounds like me bored at practice yeah. and just like I hate this song. I'm just gonna go do 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 do. Something that's recorded on a phone. As yeah, like, maybe I'll work this idea. Yeah, into it something. just. In fact, my high school band played this song, and I don't think I ever learned it. I just listened oh, really? to it and played yeah. it, and that's not like. That's not a compliment to me. No. That's a that's a, <laughs> that's, that's an insult to the song that I was able to do that. It's just it, I don't know. It just doesn't do it for me. But but I actually think I like Shaker Maker just bores me to death. song is slow and the the vocal line like maybe if it came before rock and roll star i wouldn't feel the same way but like it would kick off the album so mm -hmm. like in your face the the melody just or how they do the vocal harmonies like in the chorus and i can't really describe it without having it here but it's just they're so similar just rock and roll stars better yeah you know so, I don't know, Shaker Maker is just kind of meh. I know it's a single, but I don't love it. Sam, Hidden Gem? Do you have a Hidden Gem? I, see, I didn't know what the he Hidden Gems were. Oh, right, right. <laughs> That or Columbia was the toss. Oh, up. no, Columbia. Yeah. 
Columbia's bad. You like Columbia? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, that's the first song, right? Fifth. Oh, shit. Rock and Roll Star is the first one. Bring It On Down is just a banger, and it has my favorite guitar work on the album. Yeah. Um, it's pretty simple. Uh-huh. Straightforward rock. Uh-huh. And then just like, it ends with a, a minute and a half guitar solo. Yeah. So it's hard to not like it. Um, and, and the guitar work, that, that's a... I don't think Noel is by any means, like, he's very technically sound, but he's not going to wow you with speed and precision, but like, he's, he, he plays in space very well. Mm-hmm. Granted, he, you know, he play, he's very structured, it, it, it play, he sticks to the box a bit, but a he, he knows, he knows, <laughs> but yeah, he still can find ways to make the box fit the song That's and still so kind true. of feel unique to it. That's so true. So, so when you can make something that simple work so well, um, and then it, it's just, I think it just, it doesn't, it doesn't drag at all. It's yeah. basically like the perfect bridge type of song. Yeah. Too. And it's like, just like, it's kind of comes out of nowhere. So. Yeah. Yeah. I like his guitar tone. Mm-hmm. Would, would you compare him to Keith Richards? A bit. I think Keith was obviously more creative and, and pro- Keith, Keith could lick it up when he was younger. Um. It helped, you know, he had some excellent guitar players that joined him. Uh, obviously Ron Wood and was it Mick Taylor in the 70s who took it like to a whole nother level. Um, but I would say similar how they play uh-huh. and like kind of loose but still like sticking to what they know. I'd say, yeah, that's not a bad like analogy by any means. I Just to clear clarify for people who aren't guitar players that are listening, <laughs> sticking to the box there's um, probably like the first thing a lot of lead guitar players learn when they're when they're taking lessons or learning on their own is what you might call box patterns that are on the fretboard. And Noel Gallagher, when he plays, sticks to one box, box pattern. Just moves it around. And occasionally he'll move up to like the mm-hmm. second position. So, but I totally agree with you. I'll knock him on that on one side, and I will say like a lot of his leads sound the same. Like that married with children thing, that's not that much different from any that I knocked him on. It's not that much different from anything he does. However, he is also capable of making that interesting most of the time. So I I do agree with you there. And uh, Bring It On Down is also my that song is sweet. My one of my favorite parts of the song is that the drummer taps it off and then immediately ignores that tempo. It's much quicker. (laughs) Give it a listen when we leave, but it's like, click, click. But yeah, that song is super sweet. I know we didn't talk about this ahead of time, but I don't want to wrap that one up just yet. Fairweather doesn't cover any of these, do they? No. If uh, you were going to cover one. If we were going to cover one, if, if, it, if I was allowed to choose, uh-huh. and, if, and thinking that it would fit the best in the set, it would probably be Rock and Roll Star because... It's very straightforward blues rock, and I mean, our go-to is kind of the classic rock built yeah. around Beatles, Rolling Stones, The Who. So, like, I see it fitting well on the set. We are, we've, I finally got them to cover Wonderwall. Really? So we've been working on that. Um, 
I, I would I want to cover that compared to other Oasis songs? No, but I know what what should yeah. be covered for the sake of the show. Yeah. Um, but probably Rock and Roll Star. Uh, we we do um, we play uh, Suffragette City. No, oh, yeah, Bowie. Bowie. In the intro, I always sneak it sneak in the Rock and Roll Star riff. Oh, So I can I I do little things like that uh -huh. to kind of get my Oasis frills off and other yeah. ways. Sam, you almost called Rock and Roll Star your hidden gem before we told you no, it's a single. Oh, yeah. But I think if we were going to cover, if the Wet Bandits were going to cover one, I think we would, like, open the whole show with Rock and Roll Star. That would be sweet, except the end of the song is so weird. You know, yeah. it it like it ruins that opportunity for the Wet Bandits. It's too like it's very Liam Gallagher. -y. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it just rock and roll. You'd have to figure out a way to wrap it up. For uh -huh. Maybe three of those instead yeah. of the fifteen. That maybe it just like fades out in the on the on the recording. Yeah. But the, the whole, like, message of the song, and really a lot of the album, is just, like, about rocking, yeah. like, living life, which I think is kind of, I was thinking about this today, as I was reading about how this album took flight, and really Oasis is a band, so, Kevin, you can stop me if I say anything wrong that you know of, but when I was reading up on this, you know, I knew a little bit of the history, but the band, the band was Liam's band. Which I, I did not realize that. Mm -hmm. The band was Liam's band, and he had all the other guys. Liam is the younger brother, oh. and, and is the singer. And Liam, I guess they decided they needed another guitar player, and Liam was like, well, let's have my brother Noel do it. And Noel did it on the, with, the, um, with the stipulation that he had total creative control mm -hmm. of the band, he would do all the songwriting, and their goal was to become rock superstars. Like, that was the only way Noel would do it. Which is an odd thing to come into a band and say, when he's nobody, Noel is nobody. No. Who is he to come in and say, like, this is what we're going to do? And it totally worked. And up to that point, because I guess he had just, like, the only reason Liam, I mean, obviously he was diddling around on guitar, um, but he would be writing songs, like, in his room by himself, and him and... Noel and Liam wouldn't have any interactions about yeah. it at all. Huh. It's kind of like, let's see what happens, bring him on stage, and then immediately he's like, all right, Liam, I guess you do have an okay voice, but I'm going to write all the songs for you. Yeah. And I know we kind of, we didn't knock him on his guitar playing, but that's one thing people don't realize is Noel wrote all, pretty much, the first three albums. Yeah. He wrote, he wrote all the hits. And every song but one on the fourth. Uh-huh. Um. I think I saw that, like, on the internet. I'm like, Liam wrote that few songs I'm like yeah Liam wrote L Little James was the only song Liam wrote and that wasn't until the fourth album oh. that he wrote a song um, and d don't get me wrong Liam can write like Songbird I know he wrote which mm -hmm. is it doesn't really go anywhere um, is that from the fifth album I think yeah it was okay. was a heathen chemistry that's right yeah heathen chemistry but like um, 
so he can write, and I think his, this, I don't know if he's got a ghostwriter or what in this in the, this new group oh. that he's in, but I, I thought all the singles sound very Oasis-y too. All right. Um, but Noel is the reason that, as far as the the chord progressions and, and yeah. the structures, he was the one that was like the Bruce, the boss of the band. Yeah. So. So also, when when this and by the way, definitely maybe was named by. NME. Do you, are you familiar with NME? Mm -hmm. It's a British, uh, basically, music publication. They named it the best rock and roll album of, ooh, I don't, I think just the 90s. Yeah. But it might have been, like, of all time. Really? Like, they think, like, in England, it definitely maybe biased. it's, like, it's, like, it's the, the greatest Manchester thing. Roots. Now, yeah, a little bit biased. But the, uh, it was kind of revered when it came out, I guess, as sort of this, uh, that answer to grunge like oh grunge is so dreary and angry and like this is happy and fun but it's funny because the if you read about the grunge bands yeah their musicals like that but the groups themselves right. were like fun loving yeah they, they were like goofballs and, they and the gallagher brothers hate each other yeah <laughs> they're assholes yeah so i don't know i guess pick your poison Right. Uh, it's all a matter of perspective, whatever other cliche I can throw out there. Dude, I watched them live and, um, on YouTube. Yeah. People were going crazy. Oh, yeah. I was like, holy Oasis shit. and Blur are like yep. out yeah. of this world. In I mean, they were the biggest things as far as you know British bands go since like the British invasion yeah. of the mm -hmm. 60s. And mm -hmm. when you really think about it, like there were some, you know, I can't even name you some of the 80s top British bands. Yeah. Like, 80s era British bands. Mm -hmm. like it seems like that, that was Def dominated. Def? Oh, yeah. Like, a top Scorpions are from Germany. It's not the same. I don't like that. <laughs> but it seems like, seems like 80s, I mean, granted, the say what you want about the music scene, it went from disco to, like, yeah. fucking glam metal to glam <laughs> rock, but it seems like there was certainly a, a, a void left, so yeah. I feel like they were kind of ready for someone to become relevant again mm -hmm. and that's why i think i mean they had a ton of that first their first album wasn't that big in the u.s right no it, it did go platinum eventually but i think the what i read was 52 was the highest it got on the billboard charts which is nothing as far as like today yeah it sold seven million albums in england and eight oh. and one million in the u.s so. yeah it's just that's a big difference mm-hmm and that's going to cover it for our discussion of Definitely Maybe. For those who are wondering about the NME poll that I referenced, it was actually a reader's poll, not uh, writers at the magazine. But the reader's poll did name Definitely Maybe the best album of all time, ahead of Sgt. Pepper's uh, Revolver, OK Computer, What's the Story, Morning Glory, Nirvana, uh, Nevermind. So uh, those, were, those were the ones that fell behind, but definitely, definitely Maybe was the number one best album of all time. So we're going to wrap this up for now. Please let us know what you think, as always, on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. All those handles are Wet Bandits Band. You can find us on wetbanditsband.com also, of course. Please uh, give us your feedback as we roll through these next couple of albums. And we'll see you next time.
I don't know how that weird. But also, usually the police aren't coming to your house to talk about a skimmed credit card. You know, mm-hmm. that's usually something. So I don't know. This is a weird situation. I hope he doesn't mind. I'm leaving it on the podcast. Oh, we should have gotten a little boom mic and stuff. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> don't mind us. Casually go through the. <laughs> what are your friends doing in there? Uh huh.